What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. Today, I have Joshua Bat of CrossFit Talum. I get that wrong every time, so I had to just triage it to you because I swear, just the way it looks. And once I get something stuck in my head, it's over. Yeah, so I get it. Man. Yeah. So welcome, man. How are you? Thank you. Good. Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. No, I'm pumped. So, um, I want to know first off because we know we know each other a little bit, but not a ton. So, where did your kind of journey into fitness, or you know, obviously own a CrossFit gym now, but like. Where did the kind of interest, because you're also a, a really good athlete, where did this stuff kind of start, you know? Um, so, so realistically, I mean, I spent my entire life doing sports of some form or fashion. I wrestled for 11 years. I played football throughout high school and even, you know, middle school. Um, and played a lot of sports growing up and then um, went in the military. And that's honestly where I kind of found my drive for kind of helping others, um, didn't even realize it at the time, um, but always performed well in PT in our, in our PT in the uh, in the military, and uh, generally I you know would help uh, extra PT programs with our other you know soldiers and stuff that couldn't pass their their tests and stuff like that. So we would so I would basically help those guys a lot and uh, you know maybe help them finish their runs a little faster and stuff like that. So. Without even knowing it, I really was starting to kind of develop this love for helping others achieve their goals um, before before I even knew that that's what I wanted to do. Um, and then after that, like after the military, I, I did not get into fitness right away. I actually took about three years off of complete exercise. Um, and that's when I was introduced to CrossFit myself. Um, and instantly, I fell in love with it, fell in love with the sport, fell in love with the, the idea of the exercises, um, and just the environment, um, all in all. Um, and then, lo and behold, about seven months into it, I just had an opportunity thrown in front of me to help uh, my brother at the time open up CrossFit Town. Um, we both lived in completely different states and then South Carolina, and we both moved to South Carolina to open this business together, and then about a year in, um, I basically took over ownership of the business myself, so, well, he moved on to other ventures. That's awesome. So, what what branch of military were you in? I was in the Army. In the Army. Yeah. And so, just literally out of the kindness of your heart, you just took extra time and started training the other, we'll call them cadets, because I'm not as familiar, I'm not sure. Uh, soldiers. Yeah. Soldiers, yeah. okay, that's probably um, better. Yeah, a lot of it was, um, so... One, we would have like special programs for uh, a lot of these guys, but also just um, like during, um, we would have two mile runs that we would have to do. And a lot of times it was, you know, for a specific time. And generally I would finish mine, um, try to catch my breath back. And then I would 
you know, the goal for me was go find the guy that I knew that was going to have the hardest time passing the test um, and go, ca- go catch up with him. And, you know, a lot of these guys, they just didn't know how to pace was a lot of my, was, for me, it was like, they just didn't know how to maintain a certain They would sprint pace. right out yeah. the gate and then they would just crash. Yeah. So, um, a lot of times that's what I did. Actually, one of the funniest guys, uh, I had a guy when I was stationed in Germany and I literally told him he only had like two minutes to make it like under the the time that he needed to make it to like pass the test when realistically he had about four minutes and he set his best two mile run ever because he thought he was going to fail and I was like it just and I just wanted to show him like afterwards I was like see you are capable of doing more you just don't know how to and so from there it was just like I started running with some of these guys teaching them you know how to not bash their knees into the ground and you know, not sound like they're like I can hear them coming from a mile away. You know, that's what a lot of these guys, you know, some of these guys are 250, 260 pounds and that's just a lot of weight on knees that they, they were trying to, to run 18 minute, two miles. And so. Where um, did you learn even just the quiet feet thing? Is that something you learned um, like so I, through I, coaches? I, I ran, I ran cross country for a year and, and um, junior high. And then um, I just, I always was running my, my uncle was retired Navy, so I would, anytime he would come home, I would run with him, so it was always just, um, kind of instilled in me, it's like, to be relaxed when I run, don't clench up, don't, especially long distances, um, don't clench up, don't try to like, um, and just stay relaxed, and, and you shouldn't be, you know, hammering away, it's not like you're doing sprints, um, when you're trying to run two miles, so, um, that was kind of the basis of that, it wasn't like any, like, actual not the you know, didn't to go take a course didn't take a course it just kind of was the knowledge that was passed yeah you know, from from other mentors and leaders upon like along my way that and basically is this what i wanted to pass on to other people yeah i mean you must have just had a natural affinity towards that stuff right because you can probably go back in your you probably got lots of nuggets of information about a lot of different things but for some reason that is what stuck with you you in a mm-hmm. way, found your passion and your purpose because, yeah. you know, it's like, who remembers? There's probably plenty of people who've gotten information like that and just, mm-hmm. like, totally, you know, probably would have never gone to run with their uncle in the first place, yeah. let alone maintain what they learned, let alone third layer, go instruct, have the confidence, go instruct somebody else who's actually trying to pass a test. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of people be nervous, right? Like, what if I mess up? Like, what if I tell them something wrong and it hurts? Like, you're just like, didn't even think twice. Like, bam, I'm going to go find the guy yeah. who needs me the most and I'm going to go help him pass his test and then trick him into realizing that he's capable of literally 50, 100%, whatever percentage you want to throw out there, more than he was actually capable yeah, of. Like, yeah, that's a pretty cool story. Yeah, it definitely, um, yeah, because like things like that, like I do, like I still remember the kid running, like I said, running with my uncle and him saying things like, keep your head up while you're running. Like, don't, don't salt your head, don't salt your shoulders because then you collapse your airways and stuff like that. So a lot of stuff like that just stuck with me as I got older and just remember when I ran just to maintain those kind of disciplines that like, just running with my uncle, like basically, um, plays upon me. So. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So now you're, you're running a successful CrossFit gym, mm-hmm. right? And and maybe run us through some of the, I don't know if it's trials or tribulations or whatever, right? So you've been in this gym for how long? A little over five years now. Five years. So you've yeah. seen probably a lot of evolution of CrossFit, mm-hmm. probably fitness in general. I've seen a lot of people kind of 
come and go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, give us some of the um, so, things that you've seen or noticed. Yeah. So one thing I've definitely noticed is, um, especially in this area, the transition of the of the community of, of, of people. Um, when I definitely moved here, it was originally... Um, uh, it was still kind of a newer sport, even though five years ago, obviously, it's still been going on for a while, but it still was honestly on the on the health side, a newer sport. It wasn't known to many, I believe, as a just a longevity of life. And, uh, and you can even see that if you see, follow a lot of the stuff that main CrossFit is going towards these days, um, they're going towards more the longevity of life than the actual competition of CrossFit. Um, and, and I've definitely noticed... Um, even the, the rest of the owners in the area have definitely started making this transition, you know, along with the business towards this kind of environment where, um, you know, it's not all about the best, you know, fran time or the, you know, the highest number of clean and jerk. It's, it's, it's who can, who can operate longer in life now because of the, the benefits of the fitness they're getting in. Um, that's probably the biggest thing I've noticed that's changed um, here recently, uh, definitely it's been like the trials and tribulations over the years. Um, a lot of it is just learning. It's a learning process. Um, seems like you're pretty comfortable with kind of like, I'm gonna throw myself in here yeah. and just kind of figure it out and continue to improve yeah. over time. And we've, and we've definitely adapted over the years. I mean, when we first opened, um, so I kind of got jumped into the whole realm of coaching very fast as far as like, 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 you know, obviously my military background, um, I did have definitely experience, but it was, it was kind of a different experience because um, in the military, people expect you, you say something, they do it. There's no really questioning of why. Um, but then when you get out in the regular world, like, you know, running a gym, you tell someone to, hey, you're going to do 100 burpees or you're going to do whatever today. And they kind of like start to question like, well, I don't really know why I'm doing this. Um, and you have to kind of battle that. You got to kind of uh, learn that. Um, even though you have a reason for why they're going to do it, sometimes that reason isn't clear to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we first opened, like because of the lack of knowledge of kind of the overall um, characteristics of classes, uh, we actually started with 30-minute classes um, in our gym, like instead of hour, the traditional hour-long that most go with. Um, we didn't do a whole lot of like strength right off the bat, not a whole lot of like high-skilled Olympic lifting that you see in a lot of places. Um, we really just kind of focused on the conditioning of people. We wanted to, uh, initially that was kind of the goal, like we didn't want to over, you know, one, we didn't want to teach people stuff we didn't know. Like that was the biggest thing was we wanted to learn along the way as well as our members. And then, and then as our coaching skills grew, um, our you know opportunity to help you know, achieve more with our members grew. So then we obviously changed our change from the thirty minute classes to the hour classes. Um, and we just over the years, it's been we've we've been able to bring more knowledge. Um, every day, day in and day out, because it, it's it's constant. Like I said, it's a constant learning process. It's uh, you know, I I know something now that even two months ago I didn't know. You know, or like especially two years ago, five years ago, you go back and you look at what you what, what has changed in not only the degree of learning resources, but as well as just your own ability to handle, you know, challenges and handle people. 
Yeah. Me. If I looked at a video of me squatting five years ago, I'd probably be like, what is that guy doing? Oh. You know, but still at some point you were, I'm going to say better, but like you maybe had a little bit more knowledge than somebody else squatting. Mm-hmm. Right. And just did, I really like that idea of you leveling up as an athlete probably too, because you were probably training quite a bit in mm-hmm. CrossFit as well. So you're learning new things, mm-hmm. getting more comfortable with Olympic lifts. And once you got comfortable, maybe coaching a couple of people like, oh man, now I can do a whole class for this. Yeah. And you've kind of added to your repertoire yeah. and you continue to do, do so, which I think is a core value that's needed in somebody who's a fitness or health professional, that ability, Absolutely. which a lot of people don't do. And I'm sure you mm-hmm. see it too. who are like, oh, I got this formula. It works. I'm just going to keep doing this forever. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you've got to adapt and you've got yes. to evolve. The one thing I definitely tell, like, so like especially when I have newer coaches and they're getting, um, they, they get a little nervous in the beginning because I think we all, when we first start into a, uh, an area that we're not used to, uh, they get nervous. And the biggest thing that I can tell them is you just getting your certification lets you already have more knowledge than basically anybody else in the room as far as members. Um, I mean, you might have an exception here and there, but for the most part, you getting the training um, from instructors and going through the courses, you already have more knowledge than anybody else in the room. So, um, and I always, I always remind them, don't doubt that. Do not doubt like that you're not giving them the valuable advice because you're definitely giving them more better, anything better than they would, would on their own typically. So, um, so as far as like newer coaches, I makes sense. That, you know, like, hey, don't don't fear the the unknown because you you definitely will know more than most people. And like, but don't be afraid to learn either. Yeah. Like, um, you know, because um, for me, one of the biggest things I've definitely learned recently is more um, how to actually take rest days, like you know, active recovery days and and things like that. I used to we, t- we talked about training for comp- you know athletic competitions and stuff and four or five years ago, I probably would have beat myself in the ground to at least two sessions a day, um, at least an hour and a half each session. And at the end of the day, the body would be wrecked. And realistically, the next day, I was not going to be able to give 100% of my effort. Um, but I would still do that day in and day out every single day. Whereas now, you know, five years in, I'm, I understand the value of take a rest day, let the body recover. Um, and you're going to be actually perform 10 times better than you were if you were doing two days every day for, you know, months on end. Yeah. So that's the, I mean, um, we were talking about Jocko earlier mm-hmm. and I'm still haven't yet to get deep into his book, but I've just know enough about him, read enough that I know there's just certain principles. One is, I don't even know if he has a book on this. Maybe he does that kind of dichotomy mm-hmm. of leadership, you mm-hmm. know, where like mm-hmm. you, you have to come out there with the confidence, you know, that you know more than those other people, mm-hmm. right? And you want kind of what what's best for them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to have a beginner's mindset, you know, mm-hmm. where you have to continuously learn oh, at the same oh, time. So it's literally like balancing, which I think life is full of all these dichotomies. I've noticed mm-hmm. that, you know, if you can get them both in balance, you're usually doing really well. Like if you're just a beginner and you have no confidence and you're just trying to learn, that's not ideal. But if you're also, you know, this arrogant 
jerk who thinks they know everything and like mm-hmm. had a bunch of certifications you're not doing well either so if you can balance those two that's probably what makes a really good yeah. coach or human or yeah. athlete or yeah probably. It's, a, it's a constant growth of learning i mean it's if if you ever think that you know you've learned everything you you're you failed yeah you've definitely failed because there's the constant growth of learning is going to be your biggest tool that will keep you successful for years to come and, and just like learning life and better and better in life right so. no agree 100 percent. so i was gonna ask you this anyway and you kind of already segued into it mm-hmm. was just kind of you and your kind of training because you train pretty hard train mm-hmm. a lot that's evolved just like you said into taking more rest days and being smarter about your training and you've mm-hmm. at this point probably done a lot of other people's training programs at mm-hmm. some point too so mm-hmm. i think really cool for you to maybe give us you know Rest days being one, perfect. Like mm-hmm. what other, we'll call it training principles has kind of worked for you to kind of get where you are as an athlete, which is, you know, there's always people better than us. There's always mm-hmm. people, right? But like, I would say you're a pretty good athlete at this point. So some yeah. things that might be. Yeah. Um, so I, I have, I've, I've definitely transitioned over the years. Um, um, early stages, it was like, you know, basically throw every single workout at me and I'm just going to tackle mom I'm gonna go for every single workout without an actual um, 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 plan like yeah without an actual plan like to like what I wanted to do it was just there was like no pacing kind of yeah. like that guy running that two minute mile it's yeah. like I'm just gonna crush it and then yeah. whatever happens um, happens yeah intention that's you know without an actual intention okay of, of, of that makes more sense improvement right you know yep. like I wasn't you know um, obviously most people if you follow Ben Bergeron he's big on like working out with intention you know it's like, what's his book again um, Chasing Excellence Chasing Excellence yeah. very good book for anybody listening yes, to this Chasing yep. Excellence definitely highly recommend um, so he definitely talks about intent and like you know doing and um, so probably the one thing that's changed the most over the years was competing with intention um, or or not competing with intention, um, training with intention. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and that's one thing that, you know, I've even learned from listening to Ben Bergeron is I, I need to stop competing all the time. All right. Cause obviously in CrossFit, it's very well known that we are very, you know, for the most part, we're very competitive people. Typically and, if you're doing CrossFit, you're you know, competitive. Yes. yes. <laughs> it, it, we could turn a, a dinner night, a dinner out into a competition, I'm yep. sure. Yeah, um, I've done it. <laughs> yeah. So, how many push-ups uh, can you do? Let's find out after. Uh, yeah, eating. Uh, yeah, bowl of meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I've learned that like sometimes I don't need to compete. Like I don't need. I need to because when we when I start competing, I cut corners. You know, like you know the wall bite. The wall ball might not fully hit depth, or you know, am I? Am I training my squats with an actual intention to get stronger or am I be like, oh, I just want to go fast right now, you know? Like, mm-hmm. So um, I really kind of backed my gears up a little bit on like the super high intensive competition um, when I'm training. Now, there are still moments that I definitely still get in there and I like to throw and compete. Yeah, you and, might feel you know, good and that's okay, right? Yeah. It's just not doing that every single workout, yeah. every single so, day. So, and, and I've changed my methodologies a little bit over the years. Um, when I first started, uh, you know, I think everybody goes through these phases of, you, you like to start off with what you're good at. Like everybody, nobody likes to do what they're bad at. 
Yeah, um, I like squatting. I like yeah. you know deadlifting. I'm yeah. gonna do a lot of yeah. that. I don't really yeah. like handstands or overhead pressings. Yeah. I want to avoid that. Um, so when I first started, like for me, gymnastics came very natural and very easy. Um, so I'd like to do a lot of gymnastics when I started. Olympic lifting did not come very natural to me, so I definitely avoided that for a very long time. Um, would do enough to get through workouts, but never like actually train for uh, a goal. And then. Um, I uh, had a coach come through that was very good at Olympic lifting and um, realized that that was a big gap missing in, in my abilities, especially when it came to competitions and stuff. Um, so that's I kind of backed off some of the other stuff that I was doing and took some time and um, focused probably 80% of my efforts on just Olympic lifting um, and definitely saw a vast improvement in that. Um, recently, I've, I've started to switch gears a little bit more towards um, kind of a more powerlifting style, um, a lot of static strength stuff. Um, I used to do a lot of that back in the military, so I've uh, been focusing a little bit more on that, just getting some raw strength back. When you say static strength, what do you um, mean by that? So a lot of like strict pressing, single arm dumbbells, bench pressing again so not a lot of speed yeah not yeah not a lot of speed i mean i still get metcons in probably three times a week right uh sometimes. and no momentum involved right yeah. kind of like stationary yeah. press so yep. like so like so that even strict you know strict strict gymnastics you know so strict pull-ups strict dips weighted dips weighted pull-ups stuff like that just all around building strength mm -hmm. um and not putting a lot of stress on you know the body and stuff like that especially um now considered a master's athlete athlete so it's a little you know harder to put stress on the body and it recover as well so um definitely lately been switching gears a little bit more towards back to some static stuff a little bit but still mixing in just not as often of the, the yeah. high intensity work yeah, yeah. that's a. Uh... That's good. That's a good point. So it's almost a perfect segue into, so knowing kind of all your training that's evolved, you've had a lot of uh, clients kind of come your way, probably come and go, seen a lot of cool transformation. So kind of based off of all those things that you've seen, how would you, you know, ask this question to everybody, how would you define that kind of healthy person or like define mm -hmm. health in general, right? Yeah. So like a power lifter, mm -hmm. you know, or uh, somebody's really good at Olympic lifting, but they may not be good at static stuff, mm -hmm. or somebody who's younger just wrecking themselves, is that, you know, so there's, there's probably a lot to that. So Yeah. Um, so a lot of it, like what I, I look at in, in health, obviously an overall healthy person is a little different than like your specific goals, you know, like it, you know, and I tell my members all the time, you know, because we'll have workouts for that will have like a couple different weight options that they can do and stuff like that. And they'll generally ask me what weight do they, what do I think they should do? And I generally, my response back is almost always, well, what is your goal? Are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to gain strength? Um, are you trying to maintain in the middle of that? Um, what is your goal? Um, so so health-wise, to me, it kind of depends a little bit on a person, like what their goal is, you know? Um, you know, someone could look at a triathlon, you know, athlete and be like, oh my God, they're so in shape because they can run, you know, 100 miles or whatever, no problem. But, but they can't then, do an air squat. But, but then, they, yeah, but then they couldn't do, so, but then also you look at like, you know, even some people like, you know, talk about CrossFitters being the fittest people, but some of them are plagued with shoulder injuries and, you know, stuff like that from, from the intensity. So, 
um, where do you find that balance? And it, it really depends on your goals. Like, um, and you know, so for me, an overall healthy person is someone who's a has a healthy balance of everything. Um, the you know, we look at longevity of life. You know, if you're able to increase your lifespan by an extra five years, you know, with whatever, whether it be moderately high intensity intervals, and then you include some strength training, you know, to me, like that's the nice mixture. If you can find a, a well balance between strength conditioning and a little bit of high intensity training, um, as well as um, I think a lot of people miss it, miss this when they look at how is your your mental health. Um, you know, not just it's it's your your outlook on on health. You know, um, are you someone who complains day in and day out? Because um, that can affect your health in huge factors. Um, do you not get enough sleep? You know, that's another thing. You know, people obviously we pretty much most people know out there like eating is a huge factor of health. You know, what are you what are you doing? But at the same time that, yes, you might be eating healthy, but are you stressing out about your eating? Like, that might also be a problem. Mm-hmm. So you need to find that balance between, you know, maintaining a healthy eating habits, but not get so crazy about it that you're literally creating more health problems from the worry of what you have to eat. Yeah. I mean, the, the balance is, is super it's honestly tough, right? Mm-hmm. And and health is so complex. It's yeah. like you could just you could create a definition definition that probably you could write an entire book on. I'm sure mm-hmm. people have. Yeah. What I really loved that you just said, and and maybe I'm expounding upon it. Maybe mm-hmm. you know, maybe I went a totally different mm-hmm. route. But like, I picture somebody who's healthy as somebody who has a goal that they're working towards. Mm-hmm. Because picture as somebody who's not working towards a goal. That person's probably like, I, I picture that in my head, that person's probably not very healthy, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're probably always working towards something. Usually, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, even if that yeah. something is just like, I want to maintain my, like yeah. what I'm going, but you're still working towards, all right, it's probably yeah. active, it's intentional, like you've mm-hmm. talked about. So like, you know, even it just kind of rang, head, rang true in my head, it's like, say you did extend your life by five years, yeah. but those years were extended and you really didn't have a goal in mind. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like a very, very healthy five years that you've extended it yeah. by right and so it's like that constant like hey i want to what's that yeah. next step and the same thing like continuously improving right yeah. and so like yeah. that's what it's all about man if yeah. i'm not improving and yeah. you know going forward and goals and, and goals can change like instantly like, yep. and, and like you say working towards a goal like for instance i've been training for a competition that i literally have this weekend in myrtle beach and it's a crossfit competition but as soon as i'm done with this i have a a trifecta Spartan. I'm doing all three Spartans in one weekend in August yeah. in West Virginia. So right. my gears will switch from weightlifting a little bit to from cardio. a little bit more cardio, a little yeah. bit more running um, to just get me ready for that kind of goal. You know, and so it definitely, it all just depends on what you're doing. Yeah. So. Yeah. It could be weight loss. It could yeah. be. I want to, you know, I keep echoing this, but getting off the floor with my hands. It could mm-hmm. be doing a handstand. It could be. Hey, I just want to be able to walk 10 yeah. minutes, you yeah. know, without stopping. Whatever that goal may be, yeah. just keep kind of changing them, yeah. improving them, whatever. Yeah. As long as you, you're able to get up out of bed and move with general ease, like that's, at the end of the day, that's to me is the yeah. goal. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, we got some uh, Spitfire questions. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What are you best at? 
I know, right? Everybody's like, that's why I love this question because they're yeah. like, what? Yeah. You know, like, um, we're like, what? I've never even thought about that. People kind of hate saying that stuff. Um, no, I honestly, I love, the best thing um, is just motivating others. Yep. Like, that's, that's my ultimate goal is to help motivate others to basically succeed in their goals. Awesome. It's, uh, I would I would agree with that because I feel like there's not a lot of people who are doing what you're doing. It just says a lot about you as far as the, the soldier training, you know? So it's awesome. What do you struggle with or what do you suck at? <laughs> um, procrastination. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I am. I'm uh, a... Uh, I, I could, you know, where most people struggle to come to the gym every day and work out, but they could go to their job and do that like every day and they could do like all that, you know, what would Joe call adulting? Yep. I could go to the gym all day long, and I'd struggle with the rest of it. All the little stuff. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, so, um, but no, I've definitely been working uh, procrastination on things. Um, creating lists and stuff like that is probably a crucial goal of mine. Is, uh, and just because I'm bad at it now doesn't mean I have to always be bad at it. Yeah, so. well, knowing what's going on first, like everyone has something they're struggling with, yeah. so... Uh, what is the number one thing the public should do to maintain their health and fitness? Get up and move. Love it. All right, we got some fun ones. Yeah. What is your walkout song? Queen, we will rock you. Love it. Your favorite cartoon? Probably Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, sweet. Shaggy, one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, last uh, TV show you watched? Arrow. Good one. Last book you read, um, or currently reading? Mindset. Yep. Uh, it's Carol. Can't remember her last name. Right it's the fixed and growth mindset. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. Fixed and growth mindset. Yep. I can link so. to that. We had a, a couple people. Yes. Uh, the other one is really good for you. Um, I'll p- put a shot out now. It's called the War of Art. Okay. Not the, the art. art of War. Yeah, the War of Art. The War of Art, and it's literally all about procrastination. And why we procrastinate and how to create like, so uh, what a great example is like, hey, I need to, um, whatever, do my taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Got to get that stuff done. Mm-hmm. But you will do everything in spite of the, oh, I got to go to the gym today. Oh man, I got to go mow the lawn. Mm, I probably have to do the dishes first. Eh, I probably need to go, you know, whatever. For, yeah. like, you can create all these lists of things that are important, but you kind of avoid that urgent thing that you know you mm-hmm. need to do. And it's all about that. So it's a really cool book. Um, yeah, highly recommend. Out, sure. Yeah, put it on your put it on your Audible. We'll uh, yeah. uh, last one. Where can people and how can people find you and you know all the stuff you got going on? Gotcha. Um, so Instagram, um, Josh or J Bat Talm eighty four, um, business Talm of, Talm of Somerville. Um, that's the same for Facebook and Instagram. Um, website for our business, TalmoSomerville.com. And that's about it. Okay. Cool, man. This was awesome. I appreciate it. Man. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, everything. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. Don't forget, your body is resilient, strong, and adaptable. The way to better healthcare and a healthier you is education and empowerment. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Maybe even leave some comments. If you find out more about us, and our Health and Human Performance Center, check out madetomovept.com. Again, that's the number two, madetomovept.com. Thanks so much.